0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, respected listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We welcome our Honorable Muftisab, Mufti Muhammad Aku. assalamu salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shazakumullah <laughs> wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shazakumullah khairan, Muftisab, for joining us. All well on your side, Muftisab. Allah is karam and Allah is mercy. Allah is so kind. Alhamdulillah. Shukran. Alhamdulillah. Muftisab, we know that some people are still going on travel, some are returning from journey, so Muftisab can mention to us a few etiquettes of travelling.
1: So, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, we have to remember that this life is a journey. And we have come into this world to actually depart from this world. And when we remember this life, Every one of us are musafireen. You know that beautiful, amazing rendition of that nazim, mm-hmm. dunya ke e musafir, mm-hmm. manzil teri qabr and mm-hmm. O traveler of this world, your manzil, your destination is the grave. Mm-hmm. So every one of us, do two yards of earth, of, of this earth is what is our abode, what we're going to live in for a lengthy period of time. And we analyze this worldly life, how long is it, how short is it, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. That's why in this world we have to maximize for the afterlife, and we have to capitalize. That's why subhanallah, one of the chapters of the Qur'an al-Kareem that mentions the dua of travel is so interesting, this is in surah Zuhruf. Zukhruf means the embellishments of this world. And in this chapter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, لِتَسْتَوُوا عَلَىٰ so that you may embark onto the conveyance. Zahar is the back of the conveyance. Or inside the vehicle as we travel today. Meaning when we get settled in the conveyance, عَلَىٰ Allah says, Then you must remember Allah's favor that He has conferred upon you. So the ability to even travel and the convenience of traveling the mode of transport. All this is from Allah. So this is to remember Allah, the purpose of the transport, the purpose of the vehicle, of the mode of transport. ثُمَّ تَذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ When you embark onto it, <speaking> And that you should say, وَتَقُولُوا سُبْحَانَ الَّذِي سَخَّرَ Ya Allah, you are perfect. Perfect is that being who made this mode of transport Available to us. And we are not in control and authority and in authority of it. subhanallah. Logically, it seems a person is in control. He's driving the vehicle. He's on his way to his destination. He got funds for his petrol. He got funds for his stay. The logical understanding is a man had really planned for this journey. But in reality, this ayah of the Qur'an is reminding us that we are not in control whatsoever. A man can be having a vehicle that is brand new. He can be flying first class. But actually, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sparing his life. And that vehicle is functioning with the permission of Allah. And subhanAllah, this dua that is taught to us in the ayah of the Qur'an starts with subhanAllah. Subhanallah, Allah alone is perfect and not the conveyance that we are, tra- are traveling upon. And then we reminded we are not even in control. Look how weak man is. How much we need Allah in Surah Yasin. Subhanallah, it's so beautiful. But Allah Ta'ala actually tells us that, oh insan, even the ability to go back home the ability to remember our way home is a favor of Allah. If Allah Ta'ala wants, Allah can take away the intellect of insan, his mind, his memory power. Wherever he is, he'll be stuck. He won't even be able to go home. Allah says, Allah says, if we will, this is the plural of glory, if we will it, masakhnahum ala makanatihim. We can transform them wherever they may be in the world. Instantly. At that point, Allah says, Allah can transform anyone He wants. We won't even be able to go forward to where we are going to, our destination. Leave that. Without Allah's help, man can't even remember his way home. Which way Where is my home? Even that too. So the ability of remembering is the favor of Allah. The ability of going home is the favor of Allah. And the ability to travel also is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor. And we should not misuse that favor. We have to utilize it correctly. That wherever we go, remember our ultimate destination. That's why in this dua as well, وَإِنَّا إِلَىٰ رَبِّنَا لَمُنْقَلِبُونَ And verily, to our Lord alone, we are certainly returning. The emphasis of this in the Arabic language is profound. The verse doesn't just teach us to say, and we're returning to Allah, to our Lord. Indeed, وَإِنَّا Verily, most certainly, to our Lord alone, the entire sequence of the verse changes to emphasize meaning here, to emphasize the objective here. We've not come into this world to stay here forever. We've actually come here to prepare and get ready for the objective and the purpose, which is the afterlife. To our Lord alone, La, La for emphasis again, La munqalibun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us and accept us. And so on journeys also, there's many, many opportunities to impart and share Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen. Not long ago, I was uh, at one of the airports and I saw an elderly man. He happened to be from France. So uh, I greeted him. I saw he had like a, a rosary, a tasbih in his hand. So I greeted him, just spoke politely to him. And I was actually wanting to know where's the qibla But as I spoke to him, I realized that there was a cross at the end of his or the, the beginning of his uh, tasbih. He's not a Muslim. Anyway, at first he seemed like an Arab uh, Muslim, you know. And in the discussion, when I realized that, I just then asked him, just to make more conversation, would you know about the Qibla and so forth? He says, no, no, I'm not, and I'm not a Muslim. Okay, anyway, we got discussing further. So I then wanted to make his ikram. So I arranged some juice and some nuts and I put it next to him. I said, please, sir, you may, please partake. And we became friends like that. And I seized that opportunity. After some time, I then, it was about the time to depart, I shared some literature with him. A beautiful booklet, because I got to know that he was actually a missionary, doing Mm. missionary work. And he came from France. And in that, I showed him this book, Hidden Treasures in the Bible. Beautiful book by Moran Anwar, Bismillah, beautiful book available. You can also have acquire copies of this kitab from him. Uh, he qualified in Darul Ulum Zakaria and go through this kitab and carry simple literature like this on our travels because our intention should be, Ya Allah, how can I introduce somebody and somebody to you? Just yesterday, a friend of mine, Haji Yusuf, arranged us to meet a brother who's in politics. So we arranged, we made some ikram of him, uh, we, uh, we had coffee with him, and the purpose of the discussion was how to introduce Allah to him. I mentioned the life of Hazrat Umar him, how Hazrat Umar would patrol, how Hazrat Umar would meet people, how Hazrat Umar would show justice to people. And even though he wasn't a Muslim, but I told him about Hazrat Umar and he was so inspired. At the end of the discussion, I said, I brought this specially for you, a translation of the Quranic al And he says to his, uh, his, his right-hand man next to him, he says, have you ever received a gift like this? He says, I have met Muslims throughout the world. Mm. This is the first time I'm receiving such an amazing gift. And he was emotioned by it. My point is sometimes we take it for granted that they know. Really, they don't know. Mm. This place I'm staying. So I'm telling my children that see, I'm, I'm explaining to the person helping and cleaning this, the, the place. They come and clean. So I'm explaining, do you know why we have this bottle in the bathroom? She says, really, I don't know. So I'm in front of my children. I'm explaining to her that this is, yeah, you know, how we wash and so forth. She says, you know, I never ever knew that. So I said, okay, see, if you do the same, you know how comfortable you feel, how happy you'll feel. Simple, simple things that you and I as Muslims take for granted. But we have to have an objective and a purpose in life. And what is that purpose? That in this life, Allah has placed us for a short while. How to introduce Allah to humanity. How to introduce the beautiful sunnah of janaab rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to the whole wide world. There's a beautiful story about Hazrat Harun Rashid, Rahmatullah. And let's remember, he also passed away in Tuz in the year 193 in this month, Juma'ad al-Ukhra. Juma'ad al ula finished, now we're in Juma'ad al-Ukhra and really we are approaching Ramadan rapidly. Allah help us to prepare. Juma'ad al-Ukhra was the month where Harun Rashid, Rahmatullahi, passed on. He was in the path of Allah Ta'ala and he passed away. But he had a friend, a righteous, pious Buzrug. And others referred to this Buzrug as a maniac. He was known as Bahlul, Rahmatullahi. But Harun Rashid loved this about the pious man, that he would speak out openly. And through that, the ruler himself could get correction. So he would say to me, God, that never stop Bahlul when he wants to see me. So one day, uh, Harun Rashid was, uh, Harun Rashid, you know, was really, maybe, probably, probably irritable with Bahlul, because probably Bahlul corrected him in front of others and so forth. So he told him, take, take this axia. It was a valuable golden axe, He take it. And he says, you know what? It's a gift for you because, he says, but why? Why would you give me this? He says, because you're such a fool. So Bahlul, being a righteous man, he remained firm and he didn't take effects from that insult. And he took the other. But then the Khalifa told him, But wait, if you find anyone on this earth more foolish than you, then I want you to give it to him. And anyway, we also to that kept quiet. And we also learn a very pertinent lesson. It doesn't mean people insult us, we have to insult back. Quran Kareem actually mentioned Show akhlaq, wa imma ka uh, that when they Ill-treat you. If you are ill-treated. وَمَنْ أَحْسَنَ قُولًا مِّمَّنْ اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا وَقَالَ مِنَّ وَلَا When someone is harsh, someone is cruel. This could happen on journeys. Instead of retaliating or getting frustrated or getting angry, our reaction should be polite. Now. Because if we're also going to get angry and we expect people to understand us, People are not going to understand that because the media portrays the opposite picture to Islam to such an extent that we should cause no that to even if we stop at a public bathroom, we should not mess the bathroom. As Muslims, where should we should be clean. And if we made a mistake or we missed, we should take uh, the broom or the, the mop and clean up. And this is what we should advocate to our children. We have to stop for salah. But we should not cause that need to people. If people don't understand why we place our feet in the tub or in the, the basin, they don't, rather. You know, in, in the public bathroom, take water, go outside in the grass and wash our feet there. And if we did, without inconveniencing anybody, clean up after that. This is part of the akhlaq of a Muslim. That, that Islam teaches us not only to harm anybody, and this is also we, what we should explain to people on our journey. Tell them, Islam is not only the hukuk of Allah, the rights of Allah. It is also to teach us how to fulfill the rights of our fellow humankind. Justice and integrity with every human being, and not only Muslim. Kindness and justice and fairness and equality with every human being. So anyway, when we are incited also, be polite, be kind in our reaction. Know? To such an extent that Bahlul Rahmatullah, sometime later, Harun Rashid got ill. And then Bahlul came to visit him. So he asked him, what's wrong? He says, you know, I'm going on a long journey. So he now, in what he said to the Khalifa, that okay, you're going on this journey. You generally, when you travel, you make all the arrangements. You have your parties awaiting you in the area. You have the escort. You have your entourage. Have you made arrangements for this journey? And Harun, in his emotion, reacted and said, no, you know, I haven't prepared for this journey. So Mahalur then thought to just to draw the lesson for humanity. So he said, but when did you know you're undertaking this journey? Because maybe you didn't know. Maybe you got to know the last minute. He says, no, in actual fact, I knew I'm going to undertake on this journey from the time I was born. He says, why then haven't you prepared for this journey? You had time, adequate time. You generally, in your worldly journeys, you make such arrangements and preparations beforehand and limit. He says, what was the reason why you haven't prepared for this journey? He says, I really don't know. He says, wait, wait. He brings the axe. He says, really, I think you deserve this. And this is for you and I. We know that this world is a journey. For every other journey of this world, we make preparations. What about the objective, the purpose for which we came into this world? What about that journey? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amin. Yes, Mr. Mawlana.
0: Ameen. Jazakumullah Khairan Muftisa for that. Another question is, um, what was the events that took place in this month of Jumaat al that we must out on? Jazakumullah. Mm-hmm. We, we are in the month of isn't it? Jee. So the, yeah, the events perhaps we didn't Jee. discuss previously. Jee, Jee, no, Yes. This month of Jumaat al-Akhira,
1: uh, and this is also pertinent for us to remember because it's part of our history. Events that took place in this month and among the major events of this month was the departure of Hazrat Abu Bakr عنه, from this world. The greatest Sahabi. The greatest Sahabi leaving this world was in the month Jumaad al-Akhirah. It was the 13th year after Hijrah. Hazrat Abu Bakr عنه, was 63 years old and it was in Jumaad al-Akhirah. Where he left this world. And I must mention a few things about this great Sahabi who left this world in this month. He was born in Makkah, Mukarramah. And his parents were Uthman, being his father, known as Abu Qahafa, Uthman bin Amir. And his mother was Salma bin Tussakhar, Ummul Khair, radiyallahu anha. And they both hailed from the Banu Taim tribe. Banu Taim is also from the Quraysh tribe. And Abu Bakr, radiyallahu grew up before his parents and they gave him an amazing tarbiyah. His mother loved him. She always, from, her, from, from his childhood, would make dua for him and pray for him and guide him. And Abu Bakr, from young, his mother titled him Atiq because he was immensely beautiful, handsome. And subhanallah, Abu, Abu Bakr, whose name, generally as Muslims, many of us forget about his name. His name was Abdullah. Abdullah, and his title was Abu Bakr and Bakr actually means a fast vibrant camel and from his childhood he was so fast in doing all good deeds in helping people he was the first in solving people's issues he was the first in social service he was the first in helping supporting assisting uplifting any and everyone all in sundry. Hazrat Abu Bakr was the first. Even in Islam, even in embracing Islam, he was the first. Generally, we understand the first to be, first to enter the masjid, mashaAllah. That's understandable. Who would be first? Who would be before Hazrat Abu Bakr? Allah give us perfect to enter the masjid early, on Jumu'ah, and mm-hmm. not only Jumu'ah, every day, for our Asr as well. There's a beautiful hadith concerning Asr. i love to share this with people. Remember this pertinent hadith. The hadith is in Sunan Ibn Majah about a man entering his grave and he sees an illusion of the sun at the time of Asr. And then he's approached by the angels to say, we now need and demand a meeting with you to interrogate you. And if Ashar Salah was a priority in his life, he would then re- respond to the angels that you can discuss with me, but you have to wait because my time with my Allah comes first. But if Ashar Salah was nothing important in his life, he'll then Say to the angels, yes, what is it? And so forth. And imagine, this is the first test of a believer in his grave. It's Friday. Let's all make this intention. We're not going to miss any of our salah. Jumu'ah and all our salah, we will make it on time and with congregation. Allah give us Taufiq. And even if we're traveling, make sure we don't miss our salah on time. And don't feel shy to make your salah on travel. Even if you're performing your salah in the wilderness, make adhan. Perform the salah. So, so beautiful is the adhan. By rendering the adhan and then performing your prayer, Allah sends so many malaika to join you in that prayer. Just performing your iqama and the salah, the two angels will pray with you on the right and the left. Salla ma'ahu malaka. But if you have to render the adhan, how beautiful is the da'wat of adhan. How amazing. What serenity will come into that place you're staying or in the wilderness. Through the adhan, salah ma'ahu min from Allah's, Allah's creation, Allah's armies, Allah's soldiers, the malaika of Allah will come and attend and adhere to that call of the Iran and pray with you that the ends of the first soft you would not be able to see with your physical eye if the malaika, if visualizing the malaika was possible for you. So many malaika attend and pray with us through the barakah of the so one is first in the masjid, Abu Bakr, Rabbi But also this part we forget. The first to make salam was Hazrat Abu Bakr. So on journeys, make salam with people first. Greet people. If they are Muslim, greet them with salam. If they are non-Muslim, greet them with their greeting. But with a smile, with character. But respected men, I'm not talking about the ladies. The ladies will greet the ladies. The men will greet the men. Do not be snobbish. Do not be unapproachable. Do not be cruel and harsh. Because how then would we show people the truth if we are harsh and cruel and, you know, ill-treating people and talking to people the way we like? Who are we that we can talk to people the way we like? Allah, forgive us. Subhanallah. People spread rumors against Islam. But when they came to Makkah Mukarramah and they saw Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi wasallam, they were touched and they would say, Oh, Muhammad, are you, Muhammad? How could they say this about you? It can never be true. <coughs> and we Ummah, we travel and we ill-treat people, and sometimes we want to scream at people. No, it doesn't work like that. Be polite. Greet. If you're stopping at the airport, you're buying a cup of coffee, buy a few extra. You so a couple next to you, there's an elderly couple there, bring a few extra coffee. Noam Jad Noamani was giving an amazing car, Guzari, when he was here some time ago, uh, where he was some years ago, he was on uh, a train, and uh, they were sitting with his few associates, and it so happened that they stopped at a certain station, and when they stopped at that station, there were a few Hindu priests that came in, sadhus, and there was no seats for them to sit on, but he saw and noticed an elderly man, so he got up, and he realized this could have been their leader. He respectfully said to him that, sir, I would appreciate that you take my seat. So the elderly man said, no, no, I won't. I, you know, I can manage. He says, no, but I insist. I am like your son. I mm-hmm. can never let you stand. So he, he holds him and he helps him sit. He says, I waited for the next 45 minutes, hour or so until we got to the next, our destination. We get off there. It was a time. And it so happened that they also were getting off at that destination. We prayed. And then I said to my, my, my friends, let's serve this group with, Tea. and were, my friends were serving them and they were refusing so I went to the elderly senior and superior you know my friends are serving your men and they refuse reprimanded. how dare you people do this don't you know taking from such people meaning Muslims is a means of blessings and barakah so uh, they all uh, 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 you know uh, obliged and I served him and he called me one side and he said son you know You've done so. Much, you showed me so much of kindness, but I just want to tell you something, but I can't. So he says. But I said to him, "But you have to tell me. What do you mean? Why would you wouldn't you share this with me?" He says, "No, I can't." He says, "No, see, sir, I don't accept that because if what you may say may inspire me or improve me or correct me in a certain way, I should know." So he says, "You know what I wanted to tell you is when everyone like you shows such character. Meaning, I I, I mean is what you how you treated me in the train." How you treated us here. If everyone like you were to show such character and treatment with everyone like me, meaning Muslims, showing such character to non-Muslims, leave the animate object. Even the inanimate object would scream out, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. These were the words of that, that sadhu, that, that senior priest. Anyway, through journeys, this is what, how we can Oh, Allah, give us topic. So even on journeys, respected others, greet the non-Muslim woman. It doesn't mean we are in hijab. Hijab is Allah's command, yes. But show akhlaq. Show akhlaq to the people. Greet them first. Don't wait for people to greet us as though we think we're better than others. That already is a crime when we think we're better than others. Hazrat Mawrana al Rahmatullahi alayhi, was traveling down the road with, with some, you know, some students and they were, they started laughing. So I looked back and said, what is it? Why do you laugh like that? So they pointed out of the car that there were some drunken people in their stupor, collapsing and swaying. So I said, oh no, don't laugh at any of Allah's creation. Don't mock or despise or look down upon any of Allah's creation. You never know. They could become the greatest of awliya And you and I could even be deprived of our iman. What we learn from here is never judge people. Never look down upon people, but give, give them du'as. If they are in a pitiable state, make du'a for them and thank Allah who saved us from that. But through us working on one one person, and this happens through journey, that person could become somebody tomorrow who would guide so many people. If we study how the entire Mughal dynasty came into Islam, study what Hazrat Maulana Abul Hassan, Ali, and Madhavi, rahmatullahi said, and I thought about this when I met the brother last night. But there was this one alim, Shaykh Jamaluddin, Hazma Abu Hassan hasan Ali Nadwi, mentions this incident, and it's quoted from the origin being Ibn Kathir Rahimahullah's Bidayah wa Nihaya. This alim was arrested by a mogul prince, Tughlaq Ling, And when this alim was arrested, he was interrogated. But this alim was searching for the opportunity to share the truth with this ruler, but he wasn't listening much or interested much. But at one point, this ruler, this prince, mogul prince, Mughlia, we heard of the Mughals and what they did to the Muslim lands. But the same barbaric people, seeing his hunting dog, hunting was his hobby. And then he looked at this alim and he said, tell me, look at how beautiful and how amazing is my dog. I think my my dog also is better than you people. You tell me, what is your opinion? What is better? So subhanallah, look at the reaction of this alim. He says, you know, this question, I can't answer you right now. He says, but why? He said, see, if I die with Iman, then I'm superior. But if I die without Iman, then I cannot even say I'm better than you." all. Obviously, this was a response of wit, wisdom, humbleness. It had such an impact on Tulaq. It shocked him. Respected Ummah, be humble with people. Mm. Be kind with people. Not haughty, arrogant, flamboyant. Be humble. Be humble. Be kind. Be respectful. This ruler says, you know, I want to be like you. Mm. Look at the reaction it had. He says, but now I'm afraid it might jeopardize my position as the great Khan of the Mughals, which I'm expected to, to hail in that position. But mm. when I become the great Khan, I want you to return to me. And and, and, and I'm, I assure you that I will be Muslim. Some time later, Sheikh Jamaluddin was dua, making dua, ya Allah, you give him hidayah, you give him hidayah. It so happened that he was on his deathbed, Jamal. He called for his son he says my son i have a great task for you when tughlaq does become the great khan of the Mughals, i want you to return to him and mention a few issues to him mention to him one is you came to meet him to tell him about islam and remind him of your father and as i'm dying my son i'm reading the kalima la ilaha illallah Rasulullah. i want you to tell him that now i can safely say i'm better than your talk. anyway months later Tughlaq does become the ruler. Jamaluddin had passed on. Rashiduddin undertakes this journey. Cutting a long story short, they refused his entry into the palace. Okay, my time has elapsed, but inshallah, Mawlana will give us the opportunity next week and we will complete this incident. But this also happened on journey and one man's Hidayah became a means of an entire dynasty coming to Islam. Look big, aim high, have a vision, and one, one person has the Potential and remember every sinner has a future, like every saint has a past. Give people hope. Sayakumullah
0: kheiran muftisah for that wonderful advice. i make dua for us too. Assalamu <laughs> alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi